Hello, hello, hello. What's up, everybody? This is Supriya Mehra, your mortgage advisor, and you're listening to the Canadian Real Estate 101 podcast. More people than ever are building generational wealth through real estate. And on this show, I sit down with some of the top real estate agents, lawyers, accountants, and investors to discuss the ideas, the opportunities, and the strategies that they are taking advantage of so the rest of us can do the same. Are you considering buying your dream home or exploring investment opportunities in the real estate market in 2024? Navigating the complexities of property acquisition can be very challenging, and especially for next year. And that's why I want to offer you a chance to schedule a one-on-one call on uh, what's in it for you. Well, you'll be getting personalized advice on the best strategies for purchasing an investment property or your primary residence in 2024. Along with that, insights into the current real estate market trends and predictions for the upcoming year. And last but not the least, tailored recommendations based on your unique goals and financial situation. What you have to do is simply click on the calendar link provided on the show notes and book your complimentary consultation. Hello and welcome to Canadian Real Estate 101 podcast. I'm your host, Supriya Mehra, and I'm thrilled to have you join us today as we delve into the dynamic world of real estate ventures and wealth creation. Our guest today is Megan Hebner. Megan is a seasoned independent consultant dedicated to guiding established businesses on their journey to sustainable growth. With a remarkable career spanning over 12 years, Megan has owned her expertise in sales and business management, successfully overseeing multi-million dollar territories within the healthcare industry. After a number of years establishing a successful career, she dived into the world of real estate. Driven by a passion to empower small businesses, Megan established Hubner Consulting Limited. Through this company, she offers personalized one-on-one guidance to businesses seeking enhancement in key areas such as sales and marketing, accounting and finance, operations, and human resources. Her strategic approach encompasses the refinement of standard operating procedures, optimizing the customer journey, streamlining accounting practices, enhancing inbound and outbound marketing strategies, and so much more. In this episode, we are tackling a crucial question that many property professionals face. Why do you need a consultant for your real estate business? We'll be uncovering the hidden gems of wisdom and exploring how consultants can be the game changer in building and expanding your property empire. So buckle up and get ready for an enlightening journey into the realm of real estate consulting. Without further ado, let's dive in. Hi, Megan. Thank you so much for joining me today at Canadian Real Estate 101 Podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you as well. I've had some great conversations with you in the past, uh, but a lot of our listeners probably don't know who you are. Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do, and uh, what are you up to these days? What kind of background do you have as well? Yeah, absolutely. So like um, like you had said, my name is Megan Humner. I live in Whistler, British Columbia. Um, I am a real estate uh, investor, but I'm also a business consultant, primarily working with real estate investors. 
So my background actually comes from corporate where I spent 12 years in medical and pharmaceutical sales. And I got to the what I thought was the top of my career at that moment in time. I was a regional sales manager for a large medical company, managing the province of BC, selling in the hospitals and the operating rooms, exactly where I wanted to be um, until the dream changed. And I realized that I actually hadn't set a new goal for myself. And I realized that my corporate dreams didn't really fit the lifestyle that I had anymore. And so I was ready to actually leave the corporate world and take that daring leap back into entrepreneurship. But when I look back over the journey, I actually realized that I actually started in entrepreneurship. And so I felt like I was really coming home. My degrees in entrepreneurial studies, I have a diploma in marketing management. And so when I started working to gain with small businesses, like I had done in my early 20s, it was so refreshing and so exciting for me that I was like, okay, I knew I know I'm in the right space now because I know that business consulting is always where I saw myself. And you specialize in real estate investors, like helping them out businesses and stuff like that, right? Yeah, you bet. So I've worked with lots of different industries in the past. Over the time that I've been consulting, I worked cosmetics and aesthetics. I worked events, concerts, club nights when I was, you know, in my younger years. And now I've been consulting in, um, you know, uh, real estate primarily. And when all of your your clients start coming into you and they're all in the real estate realm, that's kind of when I thought, okay, I'm going to start saying no to some of the other industries that I've been working in and really start focusing in on the real estate investors so I can really start to understand their businesses more and then apply the framework that I teach to the real estate investing business. Got it. Makes sense. Okay. Now, a lot of people get confused between the difference between a coach and a consultant. They are used interchangeably a lot of times, but there are some specific differences in terms of what they bring on the table. Uh, Do you want to clarify exactly what a coach would do versus a person like yourself who is consulting in the businesses? Absolutely. So I, you know, this is my interpretation of an, even when you Google coach versus consultants on the internet, you're going to kind of get a varying degree of answers and things. The way that I see it is the coach is going to help guide you, steer you in your business growth and things, but they're not going to teach you as much of the, this is how you make a strategic marketing plan. This is how you link one bank account to your QuickBooks, to your bookkeeping system. So we really get in, as far as a consultant goes, we really get into the nuts and bolts of how your business is running and we create structure and strategies within your business. So I'm like that high level view. Um, you know, consulting and giving you guidance on the decisions that you're making within your business. Um, and I've done a lot of coaching in the past as well. I mean, I've been coached from everything from mindset to accounting software, things like that. Um, and I do feel it's very different because the, the coach is someone that's just kind of working along with you and things. And the consultant is really saying, hey, this is the high level view. This is where we're going to go next. This is the strategy we're going to implement. So that's the way that I like to explain it. The other thing I like to do, um, you know, if, because the industry right now has so many real estate investing coaches, I want to really clarify that I am not a coach as far as real estate investing goes. I will never tell you when to buy, sell, or flip your property. That is the job of your real estate coach. I will help you understand your business so well that you know your fixed cost, your variable cost, you know when to hire the next person, and then you can make the decision whether you want to buy, sell, or flip that property because you know your business so well. Yep. So in terms of the growth and everything, making those decisions, the coach will be the right partner. But if you want to make your business more efficient, understand more systems and help, need help for somebody yeah. who, who can assist you with, okay, which um, financial software to use or when to hire, what kind of responsibilities you can delegate or automate yes. to the person as a consultant who can come into inside your business and literally walk yeah. you through and build it, help you build it. 
Exactly. The way I like to explain it is you're building a solid business foundation. Yeah. 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 Makes yeah, sense. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Now, when is a good time to hire a consultant, a business consultant? Would yeah. it be someone who is starting brand new, who has no idea what they're doing, uh, probably planning to purchase their first property? Or would it be somebody who has a little bit of experience in terms of purchasing properties, has, yeah. let's say, five to seven properties in their portfolio right now? When have you found the ideal time for somebody to look for a consultant? Yeah, I think you're exactly right. At that five to seven property mark, when you know that you want to continue to grow, yes, that is a perfect time to hire a consultant. And a lot of times we think that our business is not um, robust enough yet. We think, oh, it's a really heavy investment. I'm not, it's not robust enough yet. It's not where I want it to be. And so we, we stop ourselves from our future growth because we're like, oh, maybe I'll do that when, right? I actually had a call uh, this past Saturday with a 10 out of 10 lead. He came to me and he said, you know what? I've got nine doors over five properties with two JV partners, but I want to grow. I want to get into multifamily and I want to do a lot more projects myself because I really want to grow and scale this portfolio over the next five to seven years so that I've got my retirement looked after and my kids have their retirement looked after and that type of thing. Um, he said, but you know, like, when do you work with someone? Do you work with them now or am I too late? Did I miss the game? I said, no, you're the perfect candidate because you recognize the need for systems. You recognize the need for putting a business foundation in place. You rec- like, you know, he had all of his um, financial mapping done on an Excel spreadsheet. That's going to be great for five properties. It's not going to get you to 15 properties. You need to start implementing QuickBooks. You need to start implementing, you know, a bookkeeper and getting help with those tasks and things. And so he had a really clear vision of where he wanted to go and how he was potentially going to get there. So he's like the absolute perfect time. If you've got one property, I probably want you to have a couple of properties under your belt. So you, so you know that it's actually possible to continue to grow. So I'd say, you know, like get three properties under your belt before you come in um, and grow your confidence grow your business, grow your portfolio. That five to seven properties is really the sweet spot. If you're coming to me and you've got 100 properties um, and you're not even entirely sure what your net worth is, that's that's where we're going to start first, right? So we really want to make sure that you understand your fixed versus versus your variable costs on each property, as well as your overall business, what are your fixed versus your variable or the overall business, right? Um, You know, one of the slogans I like to use is I want to save you from bankruptcy. Don't come to me when it's too late. Mm-hmm. And try and clean up the mess of 100 properties. Let's catch you earlier and really build that solid foundation together so that you know that you're, you're, you're going to be locked in. You know, a lot of people are using private money right now. I want that money to be safe and secure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And one of the things is that sooner you have somebody to guide you, easier it becomes for you to scale as well. Because like you said, yeah. the foundations are set. You understand the basics of every tool that you need in your toolbox and once that is taken care of it becomes easier like i would say easier in coded terms but it does become easier for you to scale and absolutely systems are you know implemented and you know uh you are following a systematic blueprint essentially to multiply over the years if that's the plan yeah yeah absolutely you know like you you know once you've done the work and putting like, you know, I'll use an example of a project management software, right? If you're going to do five, say flips, so you're going to do five, um, I don't know, duplex conversions over the next three or four years and stuff, right? Where can we create those repeatable tasks so that every single time you're going on, you're going ahead to do the next project, you're just hitting duplicate, 
duplicate, duplicate. So where can we put those frameworks in place so that that whole process is easier? Same thing, like, you know, there's a lot of communication back and forth, say, with um, the lawyers when you're preparing paperwork and stuff. What documentation do they need? If you have that all in a checklist ready to go, you just hit duplicate for the next five properties. And, you know, there you go. You're not trying to scrambling to say, oh, which which documents do they need again? Yeah. Yeah. And I find like a lot of investors, including myself, would be guilty of, you know, of doing that. You save it in one folder and next time you're like, where the heck did I save that? I know it's somewhere in yeah. folders, right? Absolutely. I mean, it's even as simple as simple, simple as setting up your Google Drive in a way that yeah. makes sense so that you have naming conventions on your files mm-hmm. so that you know that the same file is going to be called the same thing year over year, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So you basically help people with, the, they have their buckets and they have tons of holes in those buckets. So you help yeah. people basically fill those holes so they're more efficient, save money and time long-term. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So the framework that I work with is really the accounting finance pieces first. So I talk about the four business buckets and the four business buckets as it relates to your business. Even if you have three properties, you still have these four business buckets in your, in, you know, in your portfolio. Um, you know, four business buckets are primarily taken from my experience in corporate. When you take a look, we have one apartment that, or one department that looks after the accounting finance. We have another that's sales and marketing, another that's human resources, and another one that's operations. And so when, when I take a look at your business, I do the same thing. I take a look at what's happening first in the accounting finance component. And everything is basic from how many bank accounts are you operating with? Are those bank accounts all routed to the to right property? Is the money, money coming in each month to, to the correct account? You know, making sure that those systems are in place and then taking a look, okay, are you on Excel or are you on QuickBooks Online yet? Do you have um, bookkeeping? Do you understand the difference between bookkeeping and accounting? And once we understand that financial component, then we can move over to the next, which is sales and marketing. What are you marketing? What are you selling? Are you looking for JV partners? Um, are you looking for, um, I don't know, partners to do equity play? Are you, what are you looking for? So whatever you're selling is essentially what you're looking for next. And then how are you marketing? Do you have a brand? Do you have a logo? Do you have a website? Do you have a, you know, a lead generation uh, tool? Like all of the things that come around with sales and marketing and also recognizing that sales and marketing are very different skill sets. And then once we figure out what the sales and marketing plan is, then we can take a look, okay, human resources, who's going to execute on this? Do you have someone who's in charge of marketing? No. Okay, let's take a look at a contract position then. How can we outsource that? You know, you're working with um, contractors. Well, how are you managing those contractors? What is your stream of communication with those contractors? Or are you using 18 different platforms to communicate with one person and therefore you're losing all the data along the way? Um, and then from there, we take a look at the operations, of course, like let's pretend it's a flip project. Well, how are you rolling through those flips on a consistent basis? Is the investor journey the same every single time or is there a lack of communication for your investors along the way? And so we take a look at those steps that relate to your business and we start wherever you need to start. If you're starting right at the ground, like let's open an Excel spreadsheet and learn how to label it, we'll start there. But maybe you're starting directly to accounting, right? Kind of depends on where you're at in your business. Yeah, makes sense. Now, moving along, you've helped so many investors. What's some of the big challenges that you see uh, these investors facing? The thing that I find that's really unique to the industry of real estate is that businesses grow fast. Mm-hmm. People can acquire anywhere from 1 to 10 to 15 properties in one year's time. Other businesses don't, industries don't grow that fast, right? You know, you might sell a few more um, soft goods 
each month over the last month. You might sell a few more candles than you did at, you know, the, at the fair this year than you did last year, right? So all those businesses, they grow a lot slower, but real estate can go from zero to a hundred really fast, especially if you've really been building your network and you've got lots of investors that are ready to go. Um, and so the breakdown with that, of course, is that because they've grown so fast, people are just like along for the ride and they haven't taken the time. So this is truly where I see most people struggling is that they're overwhelmed. They are super stressed about projects. Um, they're not entirely sure um, how they're going to be managing all of the nine to five duties, the family duties, as well as their portfolio. Um, and so those are, the, those are the things that I feel feel are really big burden for the industry right now is because those businesses grow so fast. How can I manage it all? Yeah, and it's it's not it's not easy. Like there's one thing if you have two three uh, doors. But if it's another level of commitment, it's another level of organization when you mm. are, I would say, 10 plus doors, yeah. right? Like um, you need to be diligent. You need to have, again, I'm coming back to systems, but systems are a big part of the puzzle when you're trying to yeah. grow at that pace, right? When you're trying to yeah. grow on I know somebody who went from zero to 60 doors within like 15 to 18 months. I can't remember. Wow. Well, I'm like, and on top of that, a full-time job. Oh um, my gosh. <laughs> I was like, man, hands off to you. I don't know how you do it, but. <laughs> yeah. And so some of the things that like these investors are saying, like they feel overwhelmed. They feel a lack of control. They're not entirely sure what their portfolio is even worth right now. Um, there isn't, there's a breakdown in communication. Those are some of the things I see people really struggle with. Absolutely. Okay. And uh, now on the flip side, what are some of the top advice that you would give to somebody who is either starting off or who has mm -hmm. number of, uh, you know, properties under their belt? Yeah. The first thing I would do is to really start recognizing that you are actually running a business and it's not just a hobby anymore. If you've got one property, you've got a business and it's time to start treating it like that. Um, and then I would get really clear on your goal and taking a look. The one thing, one task that I like to start clients with is the high low value task, right? So where are your high value tasks, your investor communication, your um, communication with your networking and things, your uh, deal analysis, right? All high value tasks. Like where are the low value tasks? Making sure that people paid their rent this month, right? Those are the things that you could potentially outsource to someone. And so we separate first with those high value, low value tasks, and then it is going to give you a little bit more of a clear picture as to how you can start creating a bit of a map for yourself. Um, I'm a huge fan of time blocking as well. I'm a huge fan of using your digital calendar to get everything in there. Green for me is family. Purple is personal. You know, blue is all my work stuff. So I do a lot of time blocking in my calendar as well. Um, and then just really, like I said, really stepping up, recognizing you're running a business and start putting those things in place so that the other stuff can be easier. Absolutely. Perfect. Sounds good. Yeah. Well, do you want to share a little bit about of your contact information? And if there For are sure. any final thoughts that you'd like to share, then I think this is a perfect opportunity right now. Yeah, absolutely. I'm most active on Instagram. You can find me there. It's at Megan Hubner, H-U-B-N-E-R is my last name. My first name is spelled with an H. So it's M-E-G-H-A-N Hubner, H-U-B-N-E-R. Um, you can also jump over to my website, which is just meganhubner.com. You can book a free consultation there as well. We do a 30-minute 30, 30 call in a needs analysis to find out where you're at in your business. If you have a large team of people, I can absolutely work on training the team as well, getting them up to speed so that you're staying in the high-level tasks. Um, but, you know, I can honestly say to everyone, 
get your systems in place, jump over, join my, uh, you know, my email distribution list. So you can start learning a little bit about how to manage your business and things. But honestly, the earlier you get started, the better you will be set up for success. Well, I'm going to hop on right now on your website mm-hmm. and going to register myself so I can awesome. learn, do some tips <laughs> and start implementing some <laughs> work for sure. <laughs> Good. Well, I hope it's helpful for you. Thank you Absolutely. so much for having me today. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Ah, you're welcome. It was fun. And there you have it, folks. Another insightful episode of Canadian Real Estate 101 has come to an end. I hope you found today's discussion both enlightening and empowering. But before we wrap up, I want to leave you with a key takeaway. The role of a consultant in your real estate business is not just about expertise. I think it's also about leveraging a strategic partner who can help you navigate these challenges, maximizing opportunities, and ultimately propel you towards unparalleled success. As you embark on your real estate journey, consider the value a consultant brings to the table from creating the strong foundation for your business, which is super important, that can really help you scale your business the right way. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Your feedback is invaluable and helps us continue to bring you top-notch content. And if 24, year 2024 looks like the year of diving into real estate, investing or purchasing your first home or your second, please contact me with uh, your information. And uh, the link for the Calendly is on the show notes, or you can also email me at info at applebymortgages.com. Stay tuned for our next episode where we will be discussing more about real estate mysteries and sharing tips to enhance your property ventures. Until then, this is Supriya Mira signing off from Canadian Real Estate 101 podcast. Remember, your success in real estate is just a podcast away. Take care.